This is Barbie Jo, and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We will discuss the tricks of the trade and systems that improve family life and managing a household. Hello, everybody. Barbie Jo here. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to introduce you to Betty. She is a money mindset coach. And she is going to help motivate us to find some extra cash in places we would not think to find it. And this is especially perfect timing with the holidays just around the corner. We can all use a little extra cash. So she's going to help us with this money mindset. So welcome to the show, Betty. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I just love helping mamas like myself understand our relationship to money a little bit better. I really feel like so often we just mindlessly go about our days doing the same things over and over and kind of dismiss how important money is. So I really enjoy just helping to bring light to that and to make it a little bit more important and just give it our attention because money really is just energy and what you think about you bring about. So if you're focusing on lack or not having enough, or like you said, stressing over, you know, am I going to have enough money for Christmas? Then that energy that you're putting out to the universe is going to get you back more stress and lack and not having enough. And so I love to enlighten people on these hidden little gems that are actually totally in our control. And by little gems, I'm really referring to our money mindset, the way that we're thinking and believing about money, because that is in fact way more important than the the outside influences when it comes to our money. So yeah, you had asked me to come up with a few different tips on how women can find a little extra money before the holidays for in their budget. And what I wanted to do is really just open your mind to a different perspective, a different way of looking at your relationship to money. And the first way is to ask yourself, what are your values? What is it that you really value? And if you really want to see what it is that you're valuing, you can follow your money. And another way of looking at that is if you were to track your money and really look at what you're spending, you will end up seeing what it is you're valuing. And A lot of times we don't like what we see when we really start to look at that, when we really start to see where are we putting our value or what are we valuing. And I would love to give you an example. Let's say your daughter wanted to take gymnastics classes and you walk into the gymnastics building and they say it's going to be $300 a month, something like that. And when you look at that big number all at once, sometimes we'll immediately say, oh, I can't afford $300. That's that's too much to spend a month. 
But if you were to step back and look at some of the mindless things that we're spending money on throughout the month without actually really paying any attention to it, you will see that the money's actually there. But what you've been valuing up until this point that you decided you wanted your daughter to have this experience or you wanted, you value the lessons she's going to learn from gymnastics, the camaraderie, the, the experiences she'll gain from that. What you were actually valuing was those trips to Starbucks, maybe eating out with your family, picking up dinner on the go, that trail of money that you find up until the point that you decide you want to make this decision is what you had been valuing up until then. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we don't really recognize it, but when we're, we're faced with a big money decision, what we do is we stop, we give it attention and we think about it. But throughout the week, throughout the month, you will find so many different areas where you're mindlessly spending what would total that same amount as the big purchase. And what I would like to bring your attention to or open your mind to is the difference in those two different scenarios. One, you're looking at a whole month worth of value in one single purchase. So they want that $300 up front for the whole month. But in the other circumstance, you're purchasing, you know, like I said, Starbucks, getting your nails done, maybe buying a new pair of shoes, picking up fast food, those different things that you do real quickly without really thinking about spending $10 here, $20 there, $70 here. And those little purchases can add up to that one big purchase. But the difference is you're not paying it the same attention. You're doing it mindlessly. So that's my first tip to you is what do you value? Track your money, see where your money's going, and it's going to lead you to what you're really valuing. Are you valuing the convenience of fast food over maybe your child getting that experience of being able to go to gymnastics? You know, are you valuing how beautiful your nails look over being able to give that experience to your child? And it's kind of hard to face sometimes because we don't want to think of it as us valuing that thing. But so that's my first tip. That is so good. Oh my gosh. And it's so true. When you're presenting price tag right up front, it's very intimidating and it's very easy to say, oh no, I can't afford that. But you're right. You, if you break it down, you know, how much is that actually costing you each week or each lesson? If you broke it down and it's absolutely worth, you know, what your child will get in return as far as self-worth and developing their talents and strengths and abilities. So this is so good. I love it. Beautiful. I'm glad it's resonating. You know, that self-reflection that I offer my clients as, you know, a transformational coach, as a mindset coach, it can be hard and it can be scary. And you, you feel really uncomfortable when you start to clean out your own closet a little bit. But the importance of that and what I love about it so much is when we take on that responsibility and we start looking at 
our own beliefs and thoughts and actions, we actually end up having so much more control over our situation. As long as we're believing, oh, well, that's all my husband makes a month, so that's all we have to spend, then that outside circumstance has all the control. But if you say to yourself, you know what? I have the ability to drive through the fast food, you know, maybe two or three times less a month, or maybe I'll do my nails at home this month. Those types of things, it's actually giving you the control back. And it's easy to do when you break it down into just being aware. And, you know, when I worked for years as a health coach, and one of the things that I would tell my clients when they were wanting to lose weight was to ask themselves when they went to the refrigerator or they went to their cabinet, am I hungry? Am I really hungry? Or am I just grabbing potato chips because I was about to watch a movie and that's what I always do? So when you equate it to money, it's the same type of thing. Am I driving through Starbucks because it's just my habit and I want my coffee every day? Or am I really spending money on what I value and what I need? It's just asking yourself before you make the purchase can make all the difference in the world. You know, do I really need this right now? What's most important to me right now? And if we're talking just about saving for Christmas, you can say, you know, maybe if I didn't buy Starbucks for the next two months, October and November, if I were to not go there or whatever place you, you, you typically go, how much money would that put into your fund for making an amazing Christmas? You know, it's just taking that time to ask yourself, do I really need this right now? Is this really important to me? And it might be, yes, you might've been up all night with a screaming baby and you don't think you can survive the night. And so you need that Starbucks, <laughs> you know, but asking yourself first can make a huge difference. Does that make sense? That is so good. Yes. 100% because you're right. Sometimes we really don't need it. And other times, absolutely. It is the, the price of our sanity for the day. So you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's no judgment here. I'm just wanting you to empower yourself with one simple little question. And the other thing I wanted to bring up when it comes to money is just this little side note of we often think of these big money purchases as the way to budget. Like we have to look at how much our car payment is, our insurance, our gas, our you know, mortgage, rent, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we feel defeated because there's no wiggle room there. Those, those are set expenses and there's not a lot of wiggle room. And so you really do feel kind of defeated. But if we start to look at these little tiny choices that's where the magic is. That's where we can make a big difference in, in how money is showing up in our lives. And then the second tip is all around your mindset around money. And I, I mean, there's so many different aspects to this and I don't have much time to really go into them all, but when I'm working with my clients I often ask them to, you know, brainstorm what their beliefs are around, for example, being rich or having a lot of money, being wealthy. And all sorts of beliefs come up like, 
money is the root of all evil. Money changes people. I hear oftentimes that I'm a spiritual person. And if I'm a spiritual, if I, you know, resonate as a spiritual person, then I feel like it would be greedy to want to be wealthy or it's wrong or stingy to, you know, have that wealth. There's so many beliefs that are kind of pushing money away. You're telling it on one hand, oh, I want you, I need you, please come to me. But then you're believing deep in your soul, I don't really want a lot of money because only bad people have a lot of money or only, you know, non-caring, unspiritual, not nice people have all of that money Mm -hmm. or are wealthy. We think about rock stars and movie stars who are living lavishly, but also seem shallow or like they're sad or they don't have what's important in life, that they're spending money on all these things that, that you don't value. So we're pushing money away by having those beliefs that it's, it's bad or it's wrong or we shouldn't have it. And so I love to help my clients just for a moment think about what am I really believing about money? Am I really believing that I want an abundance of it, that it would be good for me to have it, that I can be a good person and have a lot of money? And if we can start to uncover some of those beliefs that you might be unconsciously harboring about money, then that's when we can really start to tap into the laws of energy of attraction, those types of things where you can start to attract it back to yourself. But as long as you're believing on some level that it's bad or wrong, you're going to keep pushing it away. Have you ever seen that show up up for yourself, Barbie Joe, or other people that you know? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I see a lot of people think that they're not worthy of having lots of money, that they don't deserve it for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how can shifting that mindset actually cause you to have, I don't know, enough money to have a great Christmas? Well, if we think about the law of attraction, what you appreciate appreciates. So if you're believing that money is bad and money is wrong, then, or you're not worthy of it, like you mentioned, then the law of attraction is going to keep giving you more of that, more of, I don't really want money. But if you can start to clear some of those beliefs, our our thoughts and our beliefs kind of dictate our actions. So if you can change those beliefs a little bit, then you start to act differently. You start to do things that are telling the universe that you want to have more, that you're okay with having more, and that you're ready to to accept that abundance. I often tell this little story just to illustrate what I'm talking about when people are deciding, you know, I work with a lot of women entrepreneurs and they might be underselling themselves or having, um, you know, their, their set price for their programs or their services or their products at a really low price because they they feel like on one hand people won't pay more for their services, they won't pay more for their products or they don't they think it's wrong to charge more. And when we're trying to to get into that place of 
no, it's okay to have a lot. It's okay to have more. And I want that abundance. I tell them this story that it is our birthright to be abundant. It is our birthright to be able to have an abundance of whatever it is that you're wanting, money and wealth. And it's like this river that is full of abundance and the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, wants to give you all of this stuff. But there's a dam in the way and that dam is built up of all of our beliefs, all of our limiting beliefs around money and what we're believing is true for ourselves, the all the different things that we're putting in the way of that river of abundance. And we might be getting a little trickle of it, you know, coming through the rocks and we might see a little bit of it, but all those boulders are in the way. So with each belief that you clear, each belief that you get out of the way starts that flow of abundance to come to you more and more. And if you can completely annihilate that dam and all those boulders that's when you start to see people creating even million dollar businesses for themselves because that is true for all of us. We just have to get out of our own way. That's my second tip for you guys is think about what you're believing. Really stop and think for just a moment, what am I believing about money or my situation or my mindset around it? And which one of one of those beliefs or few of those beliefs can I update and upgrade to a new one that's more empowering and more in alignment with what I'm wanting to attract to my life. That is so good. So good. Thank you. I, I'm glad that you're, you're getting what I'm saying. I feel like I'm stumbling over my words a little bit, but as Not long as it's coming across. <laughs> yes, this is great. This is so useful for all of us out there because how often do we stand in our own way and say, no, we can't do it. You know, who am I to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Who am I to have wealth? You know, we always doubt ourselves and our abilities and our worthiness. Absolutely. And you know, it it's a mirage. It's it's not true. It's not real. I was listening to a, a book today and he was telling a story about a monk who had taken him into this dirty room that was completely full of dust, never gets cleaned. And he takes him up to a mirror and the mirror is so full of dust that, you know, he can't even see his own reflection. And, you know, the monk says to him, you know, what do you see? And he's like, well, I I can't see anything. There's too much dust on the mirror. And so then he wipes the dust off the mirror and, you know, dust flies everywhere and he coughs and chokes because now he's inhaling all of it. And he can see his reflection. He can see who he is in the mirror. And he relates that back to life in general, where, you know, who we are, our true self, our our soul is just covered in all the dust of all the things that we've heard over the years, all the things we've been told about ourselves, what other people are, are making us believe about our situation. All of those things are covering up who we truly are. So if you take the time to sit back and reflect and listen to who you really are inside, you can start to clear away some of that, that dust and that debris 
from yourself and from who you really are and start to really reap all the benefits of being free of that, that all the ugliness and all the limiting beliefs. And all of us are guilty of that. So this is such a good practice for us to start to implement into our lives. Yes, I really think that it is. And then the third tip, and this one is especially for mamas, because I find myself for sure, but so many of the mothers that I know, it's so much easier for us to do things if it's for our children, right? Doing things for ourselves is harder. It seems like we're being selfish. You know, so many other things come up. But when we put our kids first, it just seems so much easier to accomplish things. And so my third tip for all these moms who are wanting just to find some extra money and to, you know, change maybe their relationship to money or welcome more abundance into their life is to think about the legacy that you're leaving your children when it comes to money. Just take a moment to brainstorm what is the legacy that you want to leave behind for your own children? What do you want to teach them about money? What values do you want them to carry about money? And when you reflect that on on what it is that you want to leave your children, then you have to start looking at Am I role modeling those beliefs? Am I role modeling what it is that I want them to learn? Because so much of our behavior and the way that we are with money is because of the money story that we grew up with. It's because of the way that that our parents taught us to believe or behave about money or what we didn't have enough of. So now we strive really hard to have it now. I see clients who will you know, buy their kids everything that they want at the store. You know, the the kid's like, mom, can I have this? Mom, can I have that? Mom, can I have this? And they say yes, because as a kid, they didn't have, they didn't have toys. They didn't have, you know, a lot of things. And so now they're, they're responding from that place of wanting their kids to have a better life than they had. But if you stop for a moment and you dissect it a little bit, what is the, the underneath? What is the, the belief that's driving your, your desire to make those purchases? And what are you wanting to teach your children? So are you wanting to teach them that I get everything I want the minute that I want it, all I have to do is ask for it? Or are you wanting them to learn a little bit more balance between, yes, sometimes you can have it and sometimes we say no. But if we don't take the time to be conscious about those decisions that we're making and why we're making them, then we go back to what I said in the beginning of just doing mindless activities and not giving it really any of that attention to make sure that it's in alignment with our values. Right. Absolutely. 100%. This is so good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just how I would end it is really the... The, the main point that I'm trying to get across here is take some time to think about your relationship to money. Decide what your values are and then see if your money is leading you on a trail that's in support of those values or is it showing you what you're really valuing 
And it might be different than what you think you're valuing. <laughs> right. Just, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the second one was just look at maybe your beliefs around money. What are you believing about it and how can you update some of those and maybe change some of those to something that's more empowering for you now? And then the last one is think about your kids. If it's easier for you to make habit changes and if it's easier for you to do things differently because you think it's going to benefit your children, then by all means, use that excuse to get it done. <laughs> you know, if that's what we need to do to get it done, do it. You know, and just connect to what is the money legacy you want your children to have? You know, I hear so many women say, nobody ever taught me that. Nobody ever talked to me about money. Nobody ever told me the dangers of getting into debt. Nobody ever said those things to me. And so I ask you, are you saying to your children the things that you wish were said to you? And that's really where I would leave it is just, you know, just to, to have a, a little different perspective, a little out of the, the traditional, you know, write out your budget, start to see where you can, you know, eliminate expenses, like the traditional way of looking at finding more money and take it a step deeper. And, and just look at these kind of inside beliefs because that's where the magic is. Right. Oh, this is so good and so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. Just these three steps could be life altering for some of us. I think this is such great information to have, especially this time of year as we're preparing for the holidays. That this is just so empowering. And you know what? Knowledge is power, and this can help us do better and be better. So, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I, I love doing this work with women. So, thank you for letting me share a little bit of that, even if it was a little jumbled. <laughs> I appreciate being able to get this out there so that people can, can just get a new perspective. No, you're fantastic. I appreciate you so much. Now let us know, how can we find you? If someone were wanting to reach out to you and work with you in depth on this, how can we find you? Ah, thank you so much. Yes, if you go to bettybarnett.com, that's B-E-T-T-Y-B-A-R-N-E-T-T.com, you can schedule a free session with me. The first session is always free. You can also take my money archetype quiz you can learn what your sacred money archetype is. And then I have a wait list for my next boot camp where I take, you know, a handful of women deep into all of these issues and, and the transformation women get from that boot camp. I can't even put it into words. It's absolutely life changing once they start to uncover this stuff and remove all those boulders and start to have, you know, that river of abundance flow to them. Yeah, bettybarnett.com, schedule a session with me, sign up for a boot camp. And then I have a, a book coming out in November and I would love for you to have me back and we can talk about the book. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited for your book. So we will get you back on the show again for sure. And I will include um, a link where people can find you in the show notes. So if you want to work on your money mindset, you want Betty in your back corner. She is expert at what she does and you will see changes in your life that are mind-blowing. Thank you so much, Betty. Oh, thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. 
Don't forget to check out our website at barbiejoe.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you've got to check out my programs. I'd love to have you join me at barbiejoe.com. Thank you.